Ladies and gentlemen, this is a very special Ed Game Thursday this week, and you know what that means. This is a school for wayward nerds. Today we make being bad look good or some cliche bullshit as we stumble our way through the 2016 quote unquote film Suicide Squad. Um, class is now in session. I'm the principal of Pleasure, Toby DePaula. Um, joined as I am each and every week by our producer of podcasts, Kai Sin. Yeah, yeah. We are joined by the man with no plan, Trey Cinnamon, and the shady lady herself, back from the irradiated sperm death of last week, Megan Chikatilo. How's it going, guys? I love that. Why? Um, he didn't. <laughs> we didn't tell you. He said that you died from radioactive sperm. We were talking about oh. Spider-Man Rain. And I'm we back. Were, yeah, and we were I pretty. Didn't quite die. <laughs> we were pretty mean to Marvel on that episode, and I thought it's only fair to accept that DC doesn't have perfect things all the time either. <laughs> yep, so this is, now we're here. What are, Kyle, what are your opening thoughts about the uh, Suicide Squad film? Oh, it's a, it's a film. Were you disappointed or did you expect it to be terrible? Oh, uh, I was a bit disappointed. Yeah? Yeah. What about, what about you guys? Is it, is it what you thought it would be when you first saw it? I somehow managed to make it worse than I expected, which was pretty fucking low to start with. Well, what I did find unexpected is that it's fairly accurate to the comic book. Like, Maggie, you read for this for this episode. I tried to. Yeah, did you manage to finish volume one? Nah, man. <laughs> it was sad, though, because in that book, every time Deadshot was up, I didn't really mind it. He's but good then the as comments. soon as he was talking to someone else, I was like... Yeah. Alright, let's uh, let's throw down some of the fast facts before we go too far into this. Suicide Squad was written and directed by David Ayer. It cost about $175 million to make. It's not worth $175 million. Um, it made uh, $745 million worldwide by the time it was out of cinema. Unjustifiedly, I'd say. Uh, $100 million of that was just Harley replica baseball bats. Probably. Um, the story is of a government agency that uses villains to do some shit. Um, it stars actors like uh, Will Smith playing who, track? Deadshot. So why don't you tell us about proper Deadshot? Oh, do you mean pre-52? Yeah, I wouldn't count New 52 as much. No, <laughs> alright, so Deadshot. Uh, his name is Floyd Lawton. Yeah. His first appearance was in 1950 in Batman 59. Jesus Christ, he's a lot older. He wore a top hat and a tuxedo. Is he the Monopoly man? Yes. Nice. But with a black moustache. Ooh, he's a slightly younger one. They're pretty much like he was there trying to replace Batman and then Gale. Yeah. After that, he just dresses completely and just becomes an assassin. Important, his targeting device is on his right eye. Dude, I forgot how mad I first was about that. The, the Suicide Squad movie is the only time it's on his fucking left eye. And it, it's nothing important, but how can you mess that up? Because when I first saw it, I was like, how the fuck do you research so bad that you can't figure that out? And um, I you forgot how... You just have to look at, a, like, one comic and be yeah. like, oh, so it's on this eye. Cool, we'll do that. Well, that wasn't so yeah. bad. And pretty much, <laughs> his thing is he grew up in a rich family uh, with his mum, abusive father, and his brother Eddie. And everyone loved Eddie better than him, even just people in the town. And 
you know, Floyd was a bit of a dick, but he always loved his brother and tried to stand up for him if anything ever happened. Yeah. And somehow we get to the point where the mother convinces Floyd to kill the dad mm-hmm. for being too abusive and he misses and kills his brother and that's why he will never miss which seems a bit retarded seems ridiculous right, and, yeah you know one of the main things about him in suicide squad is his relationship with his daughter yeah pre-52 he had a son uh-huh. who dies and he had a daughter who pretty much only gets mentioned in one comic run which was just a few parts yeah like a few part issue but then in um new 52 they focus on it a bit more but like i knew that and i thought that's one of his main things in this movie and they get it wrong and then i came across the facts that really led me to believe that they fucked up in this movie his most common trait is his desire to die. Yeah, that is one of my favourite parts of the Suicide Squad. He's, he's, he's not the blaze of glory. Yeah, but it was always like mm. that, not just near 50s. So I, I hadn't seen him before that, really. Like, he just wants to die. He doesn't want to kill himself. He just wants to go down triumphantly, like some way special. Mm. And he's not like that at all in the movie. I and think the movie apart he's just from, playing his, who he was in, like, Bad Boys or something. Like yeah, this. I think apart from... Wanting to die, it was it was one of the better portrayals. Mm. Um, speaking of, um, not really, not speaking of good portrayals. Um, it also stars Margot Robbie as who, Meg? Harlan himself. Um, Incorrect. Um, I I really didn't want to do notes about her because it would become like maybe every the word count that stephen king has done in his entire career would be shattered your tattoo would by fall my complaints off. yeah i would eat it in rage i would eat my i tattoo. literally like messaged you and i was like do you want me to bite the bullet and do it for you because you're I, not gonna wanna for the sake of runtime yeah probably do you want me to talk about her yeah man you take it i don't wanna okay I'm, you're probably gonna have to take her <gasps> a little bit but um so she's obviously from DC Comics. She's made to sort of be like a sidekick to the Joker. She comes in in um, 1992 in the animated series. Um, yeah, she was originally in the animated series as an extra. She doesn't even have a name in the first script. Yeah, and um, September 1992. She appeared in DC's Batman comics with her first comic book appearance, I'm sorry, was the Batman Adventures number 12, right? Yeah, it's, an, it's the animated series tie-in. She doesn't go into the real universe for a little while there. Yeah. That was a year after. Mm. Yeah. Well, she started off as such like a fun, exciting character that everyone wanted to use like it's after her creation. Uh, by I Paul know Benny. you touched on how she didn't have a name. Wasn't her name Hench Lady? Hench number one. Hench yeah. number one. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, I wish it, her name was Hench Quinn. It is, it is funny in hindsight because her f- literal first like frames of animation, her first appearance ever, she's doing her nails and her skin's as pale as her face and then like they cut away and they cut back and she's wearing gloves again. So like her first existence isn't any good anyway technically. Oh no. But yeah, yeah, she starts in the animated series, goes on to the tie-in books and then during No Man's Land is put into the actual universe. Mm-hmm. Although I wouldn't technically count her as in this. Anything after 2011, she doesn't exist. 
That's just to make you happy. Yeah. I have a lot of words. We all have a lot of words about Karaholic. We'll come to it later on, Tippin. Alright. You can come to it now. That's all I did because I thought Toby would just take over and rant. First created by Paul Dini and... First, yes, I had that. First designed by Bruce Tim. Bruce Tim, yeah. First airing was on September 11, 1992. That's an easy date to remember. There you go. Oh. Yep. I feel like there should be a shitty rock band called Paul Dini and the Sasquatch. Real squanchy, bro. Um, yeah, he created a lot of, like, female sidekick characters in, like... In the early to mid nineties, and it's just the one that stuck out of all of them. Oh, I was gonna say. Baby doll, I like. Yeah, she was cool. You got what's her name? The fucking May Hair or whatever is the rabbit chick. March Hair. Um, you got fucking Peyton Riley, the ventriloquist, another one of my favorites. But yeah, Harley's the one that lasted for some reason. Because she's stupid. She's a fun character until I feel New 52. Like appearances in Lego Batman. Everyone makes a fucking appearance in that movie. I her in that. Maybe Doll's not. How would she put her in a Lego? She would have the little legs like a Lego child. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, um, so we've also got Jared Leto playing Jim Carrey's The Mask in this. Um, He's also playing the statue that for some reason Riddler has. In the 90s movie. Yeah. Yeah. How does its laugh go, Toby? What, he's like, what, the Batman Forever reference? Or, um... Are the, they the same? Or you know like, the thing <laughs> Riddler has? And it points at a little eyeball and goes... Yeah, that's the same. Fuck, I know that movie. Except the... Is the rage in your soul. Yeah, that's the sound of me burning my fucking house down in just fury. Hey, that's a reference to this fucking movie. Um... There's one thing Jared Leto's Joker makes me feel. Mm. It's that I should Misery invent time travel to go back to whatever that fucking town was and convince all the people that I'm a witch. In what, the old days. Yes. All I learned was don't let Jim Carrey's The Mask and Miley Cyrus breed because that's what you're going to fucking get. Um, I'm... Well, if you want any real information about Joker, we've done it somewhere else. It's our first episode of the podcast. So if you want any of that stuff, go listen to that instead. Um, you've also got a fashion model named Cara Delevingne um, as the Enchantress, which is one of the ones I researched for this. Thumbs down. She's yeah. got some eyebrows. She do. She, she does, nice and they're eyebrows. not nice. They are. They're not. They're the wrong color. They're intense. Yeah, but I like them. It's so, fine. I have no problem with them. But she has them. Mm. They're clearly there. That's not something I would I noticed next to her stupid hula hooping. That's why I brought it up. <laughs> okay, um, so the Enchantress or the Switcheroo Witcheroo, as she was originally called. Brilliant. Um, yep, brilliant. Was, was that a thing? Yep. Yeah. Holy shit. She was created by Bob Hanley <laughs> and Howard Purcell for the April 1966 issue of Strange Adventures. Um, the story is about a freelance artist named June Moon who was invited oh, to... Oh, you mean June Moon? Yep. June Moon of the day. June Moon's Moon. Yeah, she's been invited to a costume party at an old castle and finds like a Scooby-Doo style false wall and inside is a chamber full of old and mystic shit. 
One of the things in there is a giant red face with no arms. The dude, this thing's alive. Red face with no arms. Well, he's just a fucking talking face. I was going to say, I don't know about you, but my face ain't got any arms. Maybe he did have arms and I've written that wrong. Yeah, he's a giant red face with arms. This is written right here. Oh, okay. And he says... Good at mode off. Yeah, he says, Oh, bro, there's an evil presence in the castle. I'm giving you some sweet magic powers. But he says it all, old-timey. And um, she yeah, says, said it exactly like that. Yep, she says the magic word, fucking Shazam, and then she transforms into a No, she says enchantress. It's just like Shazam. Yeah, and like the hand grabs her and hand then, and you flips know, over. Then there's this weird, dirty looking demon, and she goes, Jun Moon. <laughs> I wish she said that to go back. Oh, Jun Moon. Um, yeah, she and the transformation goes from looking like Kaya to looking like Meg in the original book. Grows black hair. Yeah, that's pretty much all she does. She and then like wears a red or a green onesie. I forget which. Does a bit of the switch. Feel somewhat insulted. Yeah. Okay, you're now yeah. the June Moon. And she fights a Minotaur. And that's that issue, everybody. That, that kind of works. She so has glasses. And in the I comics, she has like a little blonde bob and glasses. And men that, men that on, date you know? wear American it, flag baseball yeah. hats. Talk like a yokel. We didn't We didn't do any notes about Rick Flag. Hi, know. my name's Jeff Patriot. <laughs> Fucking, I read a character really? in um, Nightfall recently called Joe Public. And he wore an American hat. You know, like, it fucking sucked. I know there's countless characters whose names are just like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, Mr. Freeze? Mm -hmm. But Rick Flag, the American soldier, just crosses the line for me. All the information you need to know about Rick Flag in the comics, he is a third-rate, cheap shit, um, fucking Steve Trevor. Mm. Really. Um, Who is also shit? Yeah, he's also just a generic military man um so a guy plays killer croc you want to take a um, whack at his fucking guy. name no, I'm not I doing thought it. of a little thing but I had to google it um Ad- Rick Flagg's original yeah. name yeah. was Adam Fortunate Son by Cleveland's Crew <laughs> Revival well, that's a long name very gay American name okay um I can't pronounce his name Adol Akunoi Adjibaji <laughs> <laughs> he comes second to Akon. What's, oh, I forget his name. Yeah, no one knows Akon's real name. He doesn't know. Convict. <laughs> Alright, so Killer Croc is pretty wrong in this film. <laughs> uh, first, his name is Waylon Jones. First appearance, he has a cameo in Detective Comics 523. Yep. Which... What is the significance of that issue? That's, uh, that's Jason Todd's redo, right? No. Or is it his normal one? That's the first appearance, mm. because that's... They, um, try and hint that he is the one that killed his parents. I actually think Google may be wrong here, <laughs> because... I've noticed the more research we do for this podcast, the more inconsistent shit I see. Wait a minute. We'll just cut this bit out later, because I'm fine. Let's leave it. I like I like how chaotic yeah, and bad our podcast is. Well, you know you know most of it off by heart, and Google no, is well, throwing you off. I know that um, Jason Todd's first appearance is Killer Croc's first cameo. That's why it costs more than it should because it's like two and one. Something. Yeah, it's kind of one and a half. But yeah, that's not right unless he's got an even smaller cameo that I don't get. Yeah. But yeah, anyway. 
they kind of get it right in the fact that he's just a man with a skin condition that looks like scales that's gone cannibal yeah. pretty much. Yeah, that's fairly right. He doesn't look like Killer Croc, but yeah. Yeah, like, I think the biggest problem with him in that movie is they've put so much makeup on his face. They've stopped at his fucking neck. But the actor isn't very muscly. Yeah. So the head's too big, like... I know he gets cast in everything, but I could imagine The Rock just someone that big because the makeup is going to be put on anyway. I know it's blasphemy mm. for most people, but I would have said Bane from Batman and Robin, like that size fucking Yeah, guy. you need someone really big because his... The, one of the earliest parts of his history is that he wrestled crocodiles in the circus. Yeah. But, you know, like they kind of get bits right here, like always in the sewer eats corpses of animals because we have an issue where he just eats a cow look i wasn't gonna touch on the extended or uncut scenes from this because fuck me there's like 50 percent of the movie on the cutting room floor let, let me let me st- say that if you have to cut more than half of your movie you're a bad script writer yeah. All right. It's pretty fucking simple. It's no, but, that the, but there, there's a scene. A director. There's a scene like on the helicopter where he gets like airplane sickness or whatever the fuck you call it, and he pukes up like half a corpse and then re-eats it. He's actually quite a decent size. It's the fact that his head's no, so big. No, that's that's what I mean. It's like it would have been all right if they settled down on the face makeup because it it made his all face harder on the rest. It made his face too big because of all the layers. He looks like but, a fucking bottom. But it makes him look very unmuscular. But that's the thing. I'm looking at some of his... Yeah, no, that's what I mean. He and is like, There's muscly. a picture of him next to the rock and I'm like, the rock's only marginally bigger. Yeah, he is muscly. As as it's just the face. Yeah. It's like, yeah, if you took a photo of the rock and made his head a lot bigger, he you probably wouldn't think he's as big as he is. Yeah. Like, look at but, the arms on that. Yeah, he's a big fucking guy. You know, like, but because he's such a monster, I can't stand his voice in the film because I always think back to Arkham and he's, like, got that feral voice. The Arkham sets such a fucking tone for a croc. The only thing they can't match. There's no way. Arkham is too tall. Yeah. He's meant to be a dude with skin condition, but throughout the comics he gets worse. Yeah. And then we get the shit version of him with a tail. Yeah, that goes too far. But the thing that really really ruins him in this movie mm-hmm. is like how he wants a TV and then we're in the bar he says like what are you talking about I'm beautiful the reason he went savage was because he murdered his auntie for calling him like a freak like he knows he's fucked up and he's very depressed the tragic rage of him knowing that he's completely fucked up and hating everyone because it's, it's jealous. Like, we it's like you get com- to go home. When we went to watch Suicide Squad, we had a conversation with the cinema employee because Kai and you were. <laughs> yeah, we did. And I said to her, I'm just here for Croc. That minute he said, I'm beautiful, I was so mad. But the thing that's confusing about, about that, when... Rick comes and does yeah, the tour of the prison. Scared. He goes, I told them to put me down here. Yeah, that's what I mean. So he knows that yeah. he's not 
a human the, and he's the not first, part of the team. The first half he knows he's a monster. There's actually a time where Swamp Thing communicates with him saying, live in this swamp away from people. Be what you're meant to be. You're an animal. Like, it's the sad truth. Mm. Yeah. We won't judge you here. Because that's how he is. He would never call himself beautiful. I fucking love like, Swamp Thing at the moment. My favourite memory of Croc is... His Joker's Asylum issue, where mm. he kind of gets employed by mob boss to be his muscle when he's all hanging out. And he barely speaks that whole issue. And then at the end, the couple he's working for kind of go really fucking greedy and awful. Mm. And he murders both of them and just whispers like, I'm not the monster. Yeah, because they're like, like both betraying one another like, and he's just the middleman. Yeah, like he is a fucking emotional wreck. Mm. He knows what he is, and it's just because that's what people told him his whole life. Like, he would never say, I'm beautiful. Even as, like, a joke. He would never watch a fucking TV of film clips of chicks twerking because he knows that he's, like, this beast. That whole request seems so off. Yeah. Mm. That's the actor, not the character asking for that shit. No, it's that he's a black guy. I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be racist. But that's we were yeah, all about to say that's how they're portrayed. There's the, a lot of racism. There is a lot. Like, like they just went, oh, we've cast a African American. How about we make him request booty on the TV? Well, it's BET. Yeah, like it's pretty awful. I know nowadays a lot of things get pointed out as being racist, but this movie didn't get pointed out enough. Yeah, I know we're going to touch on it later, but. In the scene where everyone gets their vision, the only Mexican character, they're all drinking Corona. Yeah. Because it's just all it's an awful movie that's just stereotyping these couple of race-based characters. Yeah. Well, oh, and Rick Flag, you know, he's a white person, and Deadshot yeah, just... says to him, "White people, that shit. Let's give him an American flag on his hat." Yeah, even even like, even you white fuckers aren't safe from this. Movie. Yeah, like it, it is kind of horrible to a lot of people. Yeah, like um, Boomerang's didgeridoo solo that was pretty fucked up. Yeah, yeah. I'm offended. Oh, and people just assume <laughs> Australia's fucking love Foster. Crap, no, it's like oh, he's robbed every bank in Australia. <laughs> you know how many banks that is, American listeners? You fucking idiots. There's like six a town. You realise... And there's lots of towns here. Yeah. You realise, like, once you start internationally travelling, every city's the fucking same. Yeah. You know how many banks there are in your town? Oh, Times that by every same. town. Oh, we do yeah. have, a, we do have an infestation of 7-Elevens, though. I can't explain that. They, they had the setup to make Croc accurate, but mm-hmm. they didn't. I think the most inaccurate thing about Croc is he's not in the Suicide Squad. It was King Shark. Yeah. Mm. Why do you reckon they did that? Because, because King Shark's in Flash. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. They they've already they've it already was, taken so much just from the Flash because they've obviously rebooted Barry and everything in this. And Boo right. So they went, we'll leave King Shark to them. Yeah, they didn't want to put in the That's right guy, so they just they changed it to someone cooler. But I actually would have preferred if it was King Shark, just because that's who it was. Yeah, I like seeing King Shark because pretty good. The, I like I like the bets that you place on a King Shark, like whether he's gonna have the hammerhead. Yeah, I just hate him because every single rider's like, he's a tiger shark today. No, he's a hammerhead. That is a massive white. problem with the Suicide Squad no, book. Is every artist does a different today shark? Today he's a whale shark. <laughs> today he's 
the shark lift away mop. And then there's that one guy who like came in real late and isn't sure what's going on. He did big dugong. <laughs> I think you get mixed up with Amanda Waller. Oh my god. Orca just appears randomly and like fills in the role, like substitutes yeah. in. Yeah, they they had the set up and they ruined it. There's a lot of like bits in this where it's like, well, you could have done that right if you wanted, but you just didn't feel you like did. it. Yeah. Well, that's Harley pulls out her suit. Yeah, and then throws it in the, throws it in the so dirt and pisses on it. it. And then you actually see her wearing it and it's not that good anyway. Dude, You're like, come on. Goddamn years and it's, it's like, did you just buy that off Etsy? We'll, give them, we'll give them one thing. Movies don't have to be accurate. Like, when I first watched the Captain America movie, I went, oh, where's his fucking wings on his head? Like, yeah. You can change shit and make it better. And then also change the story like when we watched civil war it's not civil it was war, fucking awesome yeah and it was different movie. to the comic it, it's no different to a tv show or a cartoon movie you it's can change it up and it can be awesome yeah like but they didn't yeah if you can pull it off in a way where you're like well that was worth well, the change I, deadpool like, used yeah. to be my favorite character and i knew all about him you're an and the movie was very different and I didn't once think this sucks. You can change it, but you can also ruin it. But the other thing is, move. and in saying this, like, so you've pointed out they change something and they stick to it. Yeah. At no point does Cap have the wings or anything. Doesn't. Why does she pull out the suit? Because yeah, the second you pull trying. out the suit, everyone's like, she has it. Why yeah. would you put her in it? They're, Why they're, are you putting her in that? It's the inconsistencies. With people. If, yeah. if you're going to make a change, we've made the change, that's it. Don't yeah. sit there and have the actress come out and, oh, I wanted to wear the original suit. You know, and like, a lot of people gave it shit, but when Avengers 2, Ultron's origin was completely different and people disagree, but fuck, that was a good movie. Ultron yeah, was so awesome. Like, I don't know why we, people started We, we like spoke about Telltale now. Batman not that long ago, and that is way the fuck well, off the track, but it's still good. different, and that's our favourite thing. Mm. Like how they completely but changed Two-Face in the animated series to fit the universe perfectly, and it does, it fits perfect and it works. Yeah. They don't change it halfway through the fucking three-hour movie. Yeah, because they obviously have potential because I enjoy all the parts of Batman in the new DC universe. That is in my notes. Except for the part we're going to touch on later. One of my notes is, like, like, I'd rather watch just vignettes of Batman save, like, stopping villains for the length of this film. Even in Batman vs. Superman, every time it was just him, like, when he goes to save Clark's Mm -hmm. mum, I was like, this is pretty good, even though he murdered a lot of people, but... Dark Knight Returns, so yeah. is it one, two? Right. I think it's got a lot like, to do with who's playing him now, though. Yeah, and like a lot of people give him shit, but he, he's problems. a comic fan, so he's going to be on it. Hmm. Alright, um, you got Aussie Pride Jai Courtney playing Aussie Pride uh, Captain Boomerang. Meg, you tackled this who's, one. Who's he? What? Aussie. Oh, Aussie. Aussie. Fuck me, if you're going to have an Australian Aussie. character... Make sure they can pronounce Aussie. Yeah, uh, Jesus it wasn't God. him, it was War. Yeah, no, but if you're putting an Australian in your film, say ask him. Oh, ask him Aussie. how the fuck to say it. Oh. This is our leader, Rick Flagg. He is an American. <laughs> He's from America. Oh, wait, America-Asia. that's not it. 
okay, so his name is George Digger um, Harks, Harkness, best known as Captain Boomerang or just Boomerang. Yeah. Um, he's a super villain and like kind of an anti-hero sort of thing. Mm. Yeah, yeah, because I, I, I bring that up on my notes. Yeah. I bring that up pretty angrily. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was going to stand at the top shot. Yeah. Um, so, like, yeah, he's in the comics. His main sort of villain, no, no, hero person is Barry Allen and Wally West. Yep. Like, the Flash, pretty much. But, um, he gets killed off during Infinity Crisis and his son, Owen... Um, oh, Owen Mercer, yeah. isn't it? I think so. Yeah. Um, he takes over, like, his boomerang. Yeah. But then he comes, like, George comes back in 2009, I think it was, in Blackest Night. Yeah, probably. Every right? Everyone got killed off in Infinite Crisis and everyone got brought back <laughs> in the fucking Why White Why would you kill them off to bring them back, though? Because that's the thing, like, oh, it's exciting, a character died, and then every fan's like, oh, they killed off a character I like, and it's like, we're bringing him back, and they're like, well, i got to buy this issue. That's the thing about having a 75-year-long span. All your changes are going to get put back anyway. Except for Harley being a piece of shit ever since 2011. And then the hero can learn something. And then Flash will fuck up the timeline, and it'll all go back anyway. Flash is the real villain here. He just fucks everything up. What are we, like, four crises into the DC universe now? There's... They've DC just finished the last season. <laughs> he gets back into the time... ...thing. Mm. It's a crisis. He's fucking worse with universes than, like, Rick and Morty. Oh, my God. Alright, um... So, we got Jay Hernandez playing El Diablo. Kyle? Okay. So... Before we get started in this, there's actually three El Diablos. Yeah. And that comes into place with the one that he plays. So, the one in this is Chato Santana. Mm -hmm. Um, And he was created by Joe Nitz and Phil Hester. And his first appearance was El Diablo Volume 3, Number 1. Which one is he? Is he the third El Diablo? Yes. Okay. Um, so he, he was originally a gang leader, that's all I could really find, um, and his second in command betrayed him, and so he was, like, severely wounded, ended up in a hospital, um, and he was sharing a hospital room with a comatose gunslinger, Lazarus Lane. That's one thing I wish was in this movie, is the old El Diablo who's a fucking cowboy. <laughs> Come on! Lazarus Lane is literally an old fucking cowboy. Wow. <laughs> oh, how good. This movie would be so much better if at one point someone spits and it makes that ding noise. <laughs> Love that shit. So, um, that would be great. <laughs> the nearly dead Santana travels into the spirit world, where he meets Lazarus Lane, who is in the bed next to him, um, and he passes over the El Diablo curse, mm. and basically it screws up Santana because it's not—it's more like a possession than a um, like a gift, like a thing meta thing. Mm. Well, yeah, yeah, it's more like a possession. He's not um, an X-Men, you know. It's a yeah, it's a curse. Um, 
So the curse is rooted in causing revenge and punishment, and it drives the inflicted to seek for any wrongs that have been done, regardless of the cost. Um, so this is the difference of the origin to in Suicide Squad. So because it makes him seek revenge for what's ever been wrong to him, he goes to this building downtown where his old gang was, and he sets it on fire, and then he realizes that the building was full of women and children. Oh. It was so bring your feels- wife and child to work day at the gang. Yes. So obviously he feels like a nice barbecue. So he walks into Thanks some drinks. It's a good time. It's the barbecue <laughs> a pun, you sick fuck. He walks into the <laughs> yes. police station. I wasn't hinting at that, but yes, it is now. Um, sorry, Kyle. <laughs> that's okay. Um, yeah, so he feels bad for doing it because it's not him doing it; it's El Diablo. Hmm. Um, so He's he a werewolf. Basically, takes himself to um, the cops and turns himself in, and is like, "Nope, I'm done." Um, when they get him to Bell Reeve, though, they torture him. Oh. Um, and he actually, like, almost gasses himself. Probably I'm assuming. So, so, in the movie, you know how he stands in the police, the prison ground, and, like, blows it up? Yeah, I'm assuming footage. that's what they were trying to get at. Okay. But he gasses himself, not a bunch of people. Hmm. They've okay. taken a lot of very depressed characters for this and then just ignored all mental health. Yeah. In fact, Harley's like, hey, be crazy because it's fun to be crazy. It's kind of like um, Joker's daughter in the new 52 being like, it's fun to cut yourself, kids. You should do it. Which was a really fucking bad move, if you ask me. Imperfection is the new perfection and it's in style to self-harm. No. That was the moral of that fucking book and oh she put God. the cat in the bag. As if they did that though. I don't know. Read it. We it's, did watch. We, we did watch Thirteen Reasons Why. I can see it. I can see this happening. Mm-hmm. Nice. That season two is just Joker's daughter. Oh. Um, but yeah, poor Santana feels bad for everything the squad does, which is true to the movie. He's not. He's one of the better parts of the movie, I think. Even though like it's way wrong and inconsistent as a character in the film, he's one of the better ones. It, he's like he makes more sense throughout the movie because he doesn't care for the other characters he's set I'm not going to use my powers and he doesn't until he's provoked did no. you want to tell us about the wall herself fuck yeah Viola Davis <laughs> Viola Davis the half asleep woman in this film yeah, she plays Amanda her. Waller um, she was created in 1986 by John Ostrander, who is one of the only reference Easter eggs in this whole fucking movie. Um, you got Len Wein and John Byrne for issue one of Legends. She's on the go. Oh, she's the go-to character for shitty people in DC's government agencies. She's done a stint with Argus. You've seen in the Arrow TV show. Um, she worked with Checkmate, home of Maxwell Dickhead of the Year Ward. Um, you got, as you can probably guess, you know, Suicide Squad, obviously. Um, she, in, 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 alright, in the comics, she has this team 
to bring down the Justice League called the Justice League of America, a government-funded version where it has like Catwoman to to you know combat Batman. You got Green Arrow. For some reason, I forget. You got Hawkman because his nth metal is strong against fucking Superman. You got Martian Manhunter who is strong against Superman. It's specifically done in case the Justice League go wrong. But then on the side, she's got the Suicide Squad, which are a team of covert people. If another country is doing something that the American government doesn't like, they send in villains to do terroristic things and say, wow, our villains escaped and escaped to your country and did something horrible. It's not our fault. That's dodgy as fuck. Yeah, and they it, actually... ma- it makes way more fucking sense. In this, they've read the plot of Justice League of America and thought it was Suicide Squad. They actually do it twice. Like, the Suicide Squad appear twice in Arrow. Mm. And they're thinking that good. is more true to Suicide Squad than this it's, even comes close. They are mostly assassinators. That's the all they do. The first one is there's people meeting in the city about targeting bombs or something to hit Star City. So they send in the guys to assassinate the head guy so they won't do it. And then while they're all taking down him, one gets in a car and tries to take off. So she blows him up. And then a couple of seasons later, they all go to Russia. Yes. Because they have to break Diggle's wife out of prison. It's been a while. Penitentiary? You, you may be right, you may be wrong, I'm not sure. I don't know, but, but that's where Cupid goes all insane because they kill Deadshot. Because mm. he blows himself up. Oh. But, so if you he does see, that in the in the New 52 Suicide Squad book as well. He sacrifices himself on purpose to stop a villain. And then they use like Lazarus technology to bring him back. And she's like, oh. you're, uh, Amanda Waller goes, you're done when I fucking say you're done. No, it's... Um, Yo-Yo's DNA. That's like Resurrection Man or some dumb mm. shit. One of those other I Can't Die characters. But anyway, if you want to see good Suicide Squad on film... Watch those episodes of Arrow. Um, and the bottom line of this episode is going to be watch the animated film Assault on Arkham instead. Because that's fucking pretty good. I don't know, because Riddler doesn't deserve to die. <laughs> Riddler's awesome. Alright, so, um, yeah, in this movie she, you know, thinks that these fucking tart-toting dickheads can take down Superman. But, you know, it's... I think it's, she it's, forgot it, who took down Superman. Yeah, what are they? He's dead. Who gives a fuck? It's fine. He got taken down twice in the previous film. Yeah, problem solved. And then in the after credit sequence, spoilers for later, um, she has the details of all the superheroes, but went to villains first. Yeah. Flash and Wonder Woman aren't good enough. How about we get a a guy who throws boomerangs? (laughs) Throws three boomerangs. Yes, we did count. (laughs) Um. Yeah, I also got to point out that. Um, much like Harley Quinn or Starfire, she gets way over-sexualized in the New 52. Because classic Waller is literally kingpin in a fucking wig. It's brilliant. She's literally the wall. They refer to her as the wall because she fucking looks like one. Yeah, you could run at her and you'd fly backwards. Yeah. Um, I knew a girl like that. I played soccer with her and that literally was what would happen. Yeah. I played... I ran into her and I fell over and she just stayed there and I was like, what the fuck? 
more in that Anis, in the Assault on Arkham is huge. Yeah, it's, it's what it's supposed to be. Um, if you want good Waller, go to the Justice League Unlimited cartoon. Like, that fucking thing is bulletproof. Yeah, she's good. It is the Joker's Asylum of TV. Hmm. Um, then we've got uh, Karen Fukuhara as Katana. Created by Mark Bass and Jim Aparo. Oh, yep. Yeah, a dead shot in year 52 got resurrected by Resurrection Man's arm. Okay. Oh, that's helpful. The more you know. <laughs> I don't know the, the fucking song. Do, 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 do. <laughs> um, so Katana's first appearance is Brave and the Ball 2000 from 1983. Whoa, that didn't happen. 200. 200. Oh, 2000. I, I can't year. wait for her to come out in 20 more years. I thought no. she meant the year. So, issue 200 from 1983. No. Um... The character is actually named Tatsuya Yamashiro. Yep. Um, and she trained in hand-to-hand combat since she was a young child. Um, and she was always drawn to the belief structure of the samurai. Obviously, because she's Japanese. Yeah, we've all been there. Fun fact, though, samurais weren't that honourable. They were just, like, tradies no, they at were the time. Fucked up. They actually used to just kill civilians to test out their new swords. Yeah. yeah they, like, they, sweet, I got this new sword. Their history is They 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 play they play like well they live like Skyrim, you know, like where you'll save at a point and be like, alright, now I'm just gonna destroy this town. Yeah, no, that was fucking awful. Um There's a reason we're not part of the guild in Ferrano. So when she, as she's growing up, she catches the eye of two brothers, Maseo and Takio Yamahira. And Kazuya And she ends up falling in love with Maseo and Takio, the brother, didn't take that very well. Yep. So he joins the Yakuza, which <laughs> is the Japanese racist. gang. So he begins planning revenge to kill his brother for stealing his girl. Um, he, buys, he buys two katanas and one of them just so happens to be the soul taker. He breaks into his brother's home and kills him. Soul taker sounds like a guitar on Metalocalypse. Yeah. No, it just reminds me of... Um, Mentok the mind bender or whatever. <laughs> the mind taker. Yeah, that one. Um, Takeo and Tasua begin to battle, at which point a fire breaks out in their house oh. where um, her two children were inside. So the house is just like on fire while they're battling around it. I bet it looked cool visually. Probably. Probably sucked. Um, but Tatsuya wins and takes the soul taker. Um, and as she goes running back into her house to collect her two children, her husband Saul speaks from the sword and says, they're dead, there is no point in going in there. Yeah, they don't really play with her in the movie, but she's a like crazy tragic character. All of them are. Yeah. So she puts on a modern day samurai outfit and takes the name from her weapon, Katana, yep. obviously. Soul Taker. Um, and her she didn't try hard, one she? mission is nah. A to find and kill her husband's brother and two to free her husband's soul from the sword so he may finally rest in peace. Which means that she's teamed up with the birds of prey, the outsiders, and Suicide Squad. Yeah. Um So she's a really fucked up character. Yeah, but in and this it's they like don't touch on it at all. Oh she's there's there's like souls in the sword or whatever. Well, moving on. That's pretty much how they treat it. 
Um, and you got finally, but certainly not least, you got Adam Beach playing the role of Slipknot. This man can climb anything. Created in the 28th issue. Except the fan base. Alright, the 28th issue of Fury Dang. of Firestorm. Wait, no, uh, you yep. fucked that up. Last but certainly not least is Slipknot. Nine piece band from Des Moines, <laughs> Iowa. <laughs> I love Des Moines. Des Moines? Sounds like, I don't know. It sounds like we a did have a conversation about kettle. just talking about the history of the band for yeah. five minutes. Because <laughs> there's nothing to Slipknot. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's, it's disappointing. It's nice and easy. Created by artist Raphael Kahneman, written by Tyler McMillan and Ashton Simmons. For Were they disappointed? I don't think that. I think that was one of their hungover work I actually days. think that they were dead. <laughs> and the cat walked over the keyboard or something. Yep, so this is October 84. Um, mild-mannered Christopher Weiss works for a chemical company where he develops durable rope he later uses as Slipknot. That's pretty much all I have about him, used in the comics as much as he is in this fucking film. Um, in the comics, he was in the Suicide Squad and the explosive blew, blew up his arm instead of his face. That's pretty you can't cool. rope with one arm, I'll tell you. Mm. Is his name Slipknot because he like has... He likes knots. Slipknot means a he knot that, knots that are slippery. can be undone or something, isn't it? Well, that's not a very good it's name for it. No, it's something no, to do with a he... knot. It, yeah. a, it's a real knot. Mm. I'm pretty sure it, it's stupid. But I wish his name was Granny Knot. Those explosives <laughs> are pretty... Loop it and swoop it and pull. The new member of the suicide. They react very quick and it's like. But they literally just blow off his head. There's no damage to any other part of his body. Yeah, and his neck is corduroys. It's because the, there's no blood or anything that comes out of it. It's got the power of a grenade. Blows off like. Just that body. Much. Just a perfect yeah. grenade head. It's a knot that can be undone by pulling. It's put in their, wait, it's put in their neck, yep. but it only go, blows up the top bit. That's yeah. what that's what I'm saying, though. It's, it's a bad movie. And yeah. it corduroises <laughs> the wound because there's no blood. Yeah, but why didn't it go lower if it went all the way this up high? I know. She's pointing I know. I know, I get it, but yeah. Wait, it, we're arguing this with We need. We want answers. All right, so... Uh, we will get into the actual notes we took rewatching we, we this. We did actually watch the movie. Yes, it is a sad time. We've watched it three more times than I would have liked. I've watched this more than like almost any Marvel movie. Because you are a coward. No, I'm just a you waste don't live in my life. life. Alright, so my first note is about how the security guard's plan of attack is to heckle supervillains. Why yeah. would you do that? What the fuck, dude? They're like. They're like the next level of terrorists, and he's all like, oh, fuck you, mate. What are you going to do about it? It's like, Harley he could punch you through that window. dumb gymnastic. I was more bitch. talking about Deadshot. He doesn't have a gun. What's he going to do? He's not like Bullseye. He's not but as good. The second that he got a gun, he immediately turns it on. Like, what, are, what are you fucking doing? The second there's a jailbreak, which is every other day in the yeah. DC universe, you are fucked. Probably physically before you're killed. That's a rape joke, everybody. Oh, no. All right. Um, the other note I had was how it was edited by the guys who did the trailer. You know? The and trailer is awesome. And it's not. Well, it's good for a trailer, but it doesn't have a plot, which makes sense because the movie really doesn't cool anymore either. It's a really cool music video. Um, the it's first, a really cool music video. The first maybe half of this film is like chock-a-block with music. 
and it is very similar to the trailer. But at a certain point, they just kind of give up and run out of money yeah. towards crediting music. Yeah, that, that was it's, it's very they, inconsistent movie in like, every fucking. Moment. I know the Suicide Squad's been around for ages, but they really did just copy Guardians of the Galaxy. Let's make a cool movie about. I know they kind of come a up movie with it. It's yeah. like, yeah, let's just put all these villains together. Hey, how about we call, make a cool soundtrack with old songs? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but we'll put a twist on it. We'll make it shit. I don't like that portrayal of Amanda Waller in this. How she's like, oh, these guys are the worst of the worst. They can stop Superman. I mean, it's not her fault. It's the movie's fault. And I, I touched on it earlier about the whole Just League of America thing. A dead shot. But, like, just Google what she's done before you make the fucking movie. I just... Nah, Deadshot and Diablo are the only people there that matter. Mm. You don't need another character. You give him a kryptonite bullet, good. You set fire to some stuff, he's magic. Superman's yeah, as weak like, to magic as any other. No, but just everyone else there, like, Enchantress here, but the rest but of them really, sense. like, oh, Superman's gone rogue, send in Slipknot. <laughs> Like, it was fucking stupid to start with. Throw a boomerang at him. But that's the thing, it makes more sense if they're an assassination squad. Yeah. Hmm. It doesn't make sense as we'll pit them against Metas. The Mm. the plot of this movie right from the get-go doesn't work. Which is a bad bad start, really. Um, My next note was about how Deadshot's mask is on reversed or backwards. Yeah. Yeah, That annoys me. Um... So, in the continuity of the DC Universe, they tried to do a villain team-up before a hero team-up. Yeah. So, like, Wall is carrying around files on Wonder Woman Flash. Everybody, she goes, Boomerang's a good idea. He robbed all the banks. He's good. Ever. Yeah. Um, He's seen some shit. Oh, my God. But the other thing is... Out of all the rogues, that's the one you go for? Dead shots. No, not dead shot. Boomerang's cracked open a cold one with the boys. Once or twice. Also, let the record state that there's no Fosters in Australia. You there is, you dick. Just there no one is, drinks it. drinks it. Why yeah. didn't he have a mango or a black marlin or something legit? Like, like in, the, in the States, they have Fosters. Yeah, but he's Australian. Australian. The thing is, Australia makes Fosters to send to the States because yeah. they drink it. Because it's Australian. If you buy it's the uh, American <laughs> version of Suicide Squad. If you go there, that's what they think we drink. Which Fosters is are not Australian. We don't drink that. Don't it's like us over here but drinking Bud Light and going, oh, it's American. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Yeah, it's the lowest I'm going to shoot a bunch of The Australian version of the DVD, every four minutes of screen time, Rick Flagg pulls a Budweiser in his sock. Then shoots up the school. Yeah. <laughs> and then... Sings fortunate son. Hmm. Um, so I didn't have a problem with this until you guys sort of brought it up. Uh-oh. So, um, so Batman pulling that shit on an armed man in front of a daughter in a dirty alley when he captures Deadshot. No way, no way. Because when I think of it, I was like, oh, he's gonna come in and he's not gonna do that shit in front of his daughter. Yeah, um, now that yeah, you're right, it's not a fucking risky. I know take. Batman is a strategic person and he would go, the kid will work in my favour, but he would never go, I don't think I'm gonna can... start shit on this man who is currently doing nothing wrong in front of a potential person. That's the thing about As his... soon as the girl's left, maybe. The thing that they forget about Batman. But Deadshot is... hasn't done anything previous to that. Like Well she from, from the assassination of the dude. The one that we see, yeah. him with his daughter in Gotham. It 
isn't the next day. Mm. It's snowing. It's Christmas time. Yeah. Batman Christmas. wants to sit there and go, Ooh, I got an anonymous tip from someone that sounds an awful lot he, like Walla. He would, I might just go and pull up this guy in a dirty alley yeah. with a little 10-year-old He would never girl. go, I'll put this child in danger. Because he knows that the girl isn't in danger. But if he shows up, then she is. Yeah. Like, it's fucking dumb. The thing about every single DC movie that features a Batman to date, they never think that as a character, when he sees a henchman or a villain, he sees a wife, he sees children, yeah. he sees a fucking mother and father. We have, every time you He's, see Batman, we have to show you his fucking origin, but we don't remember it. Yeah. Like, he's not going to... Yeah, you, you're right. He wouldn't pull that shit. And he would have been watching it. Batman wouldn't sit there and go, oh, look, they're at Christmas shopping. Hey, Alfred, you want to see something fucked up? He's not hurting anyone. He hasn't robbed anything. Yeah, like he's, he's done he shit in the past, but they're also just in this alley. It was a busy street next to... It, it just... I'd, it wouldn't happen. No. Hmm. Um, my next note was um, about how... I don't remember when this even took place now. But at one point, all the dude... Oh, yeah, in Harley's Origins, it shows all the henchmen coming in to break Joker out. And um, one guy in a goat mask gets killed, and it makes a goat sound. <laughs> What funniest home video shit is that? Oh, I never noticed that before, TV. but what the fuck? Just the whole Joker Holly thing is weird. Yeah. I got you a kitty! Yeah, like... Uh, I hate how say she's crazier than him. Like, she's not. Up. She's in love. She's not crazy. We had this conversation with a friend of ours who is a fan of them, but... Oh, yeah, we're starting to read comics. We heckle her too much. Yeah, we were sending her a lot of shit. Like, because she's like, oh, I think their love is nice. And we go, step one, it's not. It's not. Step no. two, he doesn't love her. Mm. That's he the, uses the, the movie tries to say it too much. But the part where Batman goes after them is an example. He just goes, I want to crash a car in there because you can't swim. He'll save you all escape. That's what she is. You are a walking hostage I from think, now on. Yeah. And you are going to come in super handy in my line of work. He may like her, but he would never, like, fucking almost be crying in a hotel room because she's in jail. All right, let, let's get psychological serial killer talk, okay? He, he only cares about himself. He is insanely egotistical. Yep. And he can control this woman just by talking. Yeah. He can talk her into doing whatever he wants, and that gives him pleasure. It's not her, it's the idea of her. Ted Bundy did the same thing with his first girlfriend, who dumped him. He gets his shit together. He's like, look how amazing I am now. She goes, that's pretty great. They date for a bit. Um, he goes to propose, and she says yes, and he says, good. I'll never speak to you again. We are fucked. Like, he completely switches it off, because he, he did it. He got his control. Like, the only... <laughs> Cat is sneezing. The only thing about it that I think that? is good is one time he actually goes, I think deep down behind all my insanity, I actually do care for her. <laughs> Straps her to a rocket, sends her into space. That's crazy. My style, I actually get... Yeah, like, that's what I mean. He would never... The movie's just trying to fund it. Like all the fucking merch of them, no. and now every couple that doesn't understand, she goes, "Oh, we are Joker and Harley. You two can't fucking talk. You have Joker and Harley matching rings." He beats her constantly. Yeah, I know. I'm a terrible boyfriend. 
I like I, the, part the when entire time you were talking through that. I'm like, yeah, you can bet oh. me with every word. I like the yeah, part that's, in. It's pretty similar. This movie's mainly New 52. That's in New 52, she starts fucking dead shot so he locks her in a dungeon with a bunch of skeletons in harley outfits and goes what you think you're the first no you can fucking die in here i fucking love that two parts they're the best part of the new future so that's good i don't remember the numbers they are the um death of the family tie-ins yeah so joker finds out about all the shit she's done in the suicide squad kidnaps her and just pummels her for two issues for being a fucking piece of shit he's like yes had sex with deadshot you're dressed slutty you've dropped all that cool psychology stuff from before 2011 i hate you for what you have done you are not the character i used to yeah, love not reading that, not that i'm gonna destroy you like he's different yeah that, well, at that point he's wearing the jumpsuit and he's got the face but yeah just about to onto his face it's weird but when he goes oh you're not the first harley what are you talking about i don't think, like it's kind I think, of i think she is the first but he's doing it just to be a dick yeah that's what i mean like <laughs> it, it's not love it's i think what is, does love her it's one of the most meta and relatable insane. issues i've ever read and i'm like i agree with everything he's saying it's great no he's he, he so loves like he loves great. batman and shit like in not a sexual way in a purpose way like yeah. I'm here to piss you Dark off Dark Knight returns he yeah. goes comatose when Batman leaves because like oh, I got yeah, as soon as Batman's back he kicks it fucking up a notch Batman, goes Joker again darling yeah like Harley's just there because Batman got a sidekick and he was like well I want one now hopefully I'll kill all your sidekicks you can kill mine and we can go back to being normal it's such a fun that's psychological thing. thing watching him turn her and in this they're like no let's just zap her and push her in death the of the family death in the family all of it is carrying on it's better when it's just us I'm gonna kill all your people like if in death or like in anything if he killed all the Robins and Batgirl and everything he would kill Harley Mm. She would be next because then it would be the two of them. Mm. Yeah. It would, but I, I do still think he does love her. Yeah, but he's too yeah. insane to care. He's, he he's, cares to a degree because why would he keep bringing her back if he didn't? Because what, if if you go back to the animated series, it's mostly her just wandering back in and being like, "Hey," and he's like, "How's it going?" Yeah, it's exactly but the, the point. The Joker of, wouldn't keep her around. No, but he in, in Suicide Squad, she's someone she could manipulate so that when Batman comes, he can escape. If it, if one of the hired goons were that fucking dumb, they would be there. That's why in the animated series, there's the two big guys with the face paint, and they're portrayed as idiots. She's idiots. a distraction. She, she's yeah. just the dumbest person he'd met. That's it. I'm going to recommend an issue here. Um, from the animated series tie-in books where he does break her out and he's like we have to get married immediately this needs to happen and he like gives her the ring off a grenade and there's a big explosion in the background as they kiss it's a fun visual but it gets to the end and what what had happened was he'd found a bunch of letters from her deceased Arnie's estate she's a billionaire now and he's like if we get married and I kill her I get all the money yeah and then she forged that so he would marry her it's all bullshit he made made like her <laughs> like deep down he does like her because it is apparent in an issue but that's not what he cares about he likes her like i like getting a badge in pokemon yeah you know, it's like look what i did he loves her deep down but what is deep no, he down loves isn't what matters admit it. because the second that he admits he's like everyone else 
If it is not, he kind of like maybe like he loves a pet. You think? Yeah, because that's what she is. Pretty much. Like you love your cat. That's what it is. Yes and no. Okay. But Batman doesn't have a love or anything like that. He's a solo man on the mission. Which I'm stupid because you yeah. Or beautiful or Dick or Jason or Tim or Barbara or Damien. He does. Stephanie Brown? Let's keep going. That's he, good. He kind of cares about Talia, doesn't he? Yeah. He has Talia. Talia on and off. They're never actually a couple. Do you reckon she has Because they get in the way of him being well. Batman. He loves Harley, but she gets in the way of him being the Joker. As in the episode in animated series, she completely breaks up to kill up Batman. And she has to sit there and work out how to get the Joker's fish to smile from his thing and everything. Joker comes in and goes, she could do it all without me. She's actually as smart as I am. No, but Hang he's on mad a that someone no, else no, no, is no. going to kill you Batman. You can't kill him because he's mine. Exactly. She gets in the way of him being Joker. It's cut out of the. So she can't love yeah, him. Yeah, but it's, that's about Batman, not it, it, her. It's cut out of the episode. It's in the in the comic book that it's based on, where like he's racing there in his little car and he's having like thought bubbles, where it looks like, hey, it's the the random chump who dates the girl who killed Batman, and it's like another one of Penguin being like, oh, that's um, you know the you know like the Lord of Gotham, yeah, it's her like buddy. And it's no. like no, I have to be top <laughs> dog. But that's the thing. She, but, he can't have someone better than him but in, that he created. The four I created of us you, all, you can't be better than I am. The four of us all love the Arkhamverse. Yeah. What happens in Arkham City? He kills Tally because he knows that there's something between her and Bruce. Gets it. In Arkham Asylum, he throws Harley in jail. Joker's plan does not fucking change. <laughs> He's like a... Even when he comes back... Like in Bruce's head in Arkham Knight, he sings that song like, I killed your wife, I killed your sidekick, and I can't stop laughing. He doesn't even mention, like... Leaving behind Harley. Yeah. yeah. Like, he loves Batman. We'll like, have every time someone says to me a valid point about him loving Harley, it's about Batman. Look, we all have opinions, and everybody has opinions because of. But the don't way don't say your relationship is like them because if unless yeah, you want to be like stabbed. The only the only time you say that your relationship is like Joker and Harley's is to the police to get away, to get to be like taken away like from we discussed a last week. kidnapping relationship. Peter and Mary Jane are the pinnacle, not fucking Joker and Harley's. Right. Um. Yeah. If you got an opinion about it, write in. If you're um. Mum, congratulations on getting this far in. I know you don't have an opinion, but good for you. That uh, his dick makes me think about it. A UTI. What? What? <laughs> when they're in the in the club, club and, like she's and he's burning in my she's crotch. She's burning in my lungs. Yeah, no yeah. shit. Itching my you, jeans. That is that fuck? is such a strict rule for me. Is Joker's completely asexual? The second he rapes that woman in the Joker book, I'm like, oh, that's weird. No, he's. He's not. Like, and Harley goes through a windscreen like without a scratch. Because we haven't even got to what is actually wrong with this movie. Such as Joker's damage taboo and Harley's age. Oh yeah, we okay. probably like should make it too far. Um Scooby Island tattoos. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Alright, um, it took me four was? screenings to realise that it's a scythe, not a number seven. 
his chest tattoos look like the from the very beginning of the first Scooby Doo movie. Oh, shit. And he's got like the little ghost thing. Oh, That's no. funny. Mm. I didn't know who Pamela Anderson was when I first saw that. I was like, who's this woman? She seems important. And then, like, she didn't come up again later as a character in the film. I'm like, all right, well, this has been a thrilling complaining episode about the. Uh, not about. It's about the school for Edward Nerds, in our opinion. I'm Carlos Bitch, Mr. Director. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at Wayward underscore Nerds. Like us on Facebook. Like and subscribe. All that typical shit. Um, classes are dismissed, eh?